following is a presentation of Main Street Preps, your source for high school sports in Middle Tennessee. Harpeth loses high-scoring, high-scoring game at Trousdale County. Cheatham, on the other end of the barrel, they lose a, uh, a very close defensive battle at White House Heritage. Sycamore at home loses Stewart County 35-14 on senior night. Dixon at Laverne game, that gets goofy. We've got more on that coming up. Creekwood, of course, they were on a bye last week. They got Greenbrier coming up. That, along with some volleyball district tournament news. We've got a middle school cross-country athlete who's better than anybody you've ever seen run and a a little bit of uh, soccer and volleyball coming up this week. This is the Post-Exchange Sports Podcast, covering high school sports in Dixon and Cheatham Counties. Now here's your host, Casey Patrick. Last week was a really wild week uh, in in Dixon and Cheatham football. Uh, All three Cheatham teams come away with a loss, but... uh, I think you see some positive things from some of the teams. Anyway, Harpeth, they get their quarterback, Penrod, back. He was back last week, which is a good sign for their offense. That's why they put up 34 points. The problem is they gave up 54 to Trousdale County. Uh, nothing uh, it makes sense. Um, let's see. When I talked to Coach Loop after the game, he said that, uh, which I put this quote in the paper, and, and I thought it was, I thought it was genius. I, I laughed at it for a minute. He said when they pulled up, Charlesdale County had these big signs that showed all their super, uh, all of their um, uh, seasons and and uh, district championships and state state appearances and state championships. And he said it took his team a quarter to read all of it. And uh, they did. They gave up 20, 28 points in that first quarter. And, I mean, that was really what did them in. That's what did Harpeth in. But after that, they kind of settled down. Uh, a lot of marker had another uh, big day on the ground. That dude's been invaluable at running back for those guys. Uh, in fact, if if I had to choose somebody right now, he's probably uh, the Cheatham County Player of the Year. Um, but we're, we're only seven – Seven weeks in, I believe we got eight. You know, week eight coming up. So, uh, Harpeth shows some good things on offense again. They gave up fifty-four points though on defense. That Trousdale County, uh, it's not a bad team. I believe they're ranked third or fourth uh, in their class. So, nothing to really you know hang your head about. Now, Cheatham, uh, Cheatham's a team that is ever evolving, and and I feel like. Uh, the game from the games that I've seen earlier in the year to the games that they've played here recently, including a thirty to fourteen win over White's Creek, and then uh, this past week a seven to nothing loss to White House Heritage. Uh, I, I I know there are no moral victories in football. I, I understand that, uh, <clears throat> but. Coach Halstead was very happy with his group. He said they outplayed White House Heritage. They just couldn't get the score uh, there there at the end of the game and. Sometimes it happens that way. Uh, I, you know, you kind of hate it for those kids because they, they work really hard all week. They, you know, got a good game plan. Obviously, had a good game plan. Defense comes in, hold your opponents to seven points. You kind of hope you can get a get a win right there. But uh, wasn't in the cards last week for Cheatham, but they are improving, which is good for them because uh, the, the last, I mean, it's it's been a it's been a rough road since the beginning of last year, which it was for everybody for COVID. But last year was really rough for Cheatham. Some of the games, uh, I mean, you know, they got Glencliff and they got 
uh, White Creek. They've got two wins this year. So uh, they've been able to get in the win column and, and make some noise. That's good for them. They've got the rest of the season to continue to compete. Um, I mean, we're, we're talking about a team that I don't know what the rest of their schedule looks like, uh, but they play Sycamore next week, and Sycamore's 0-7. Uh, those games are going to be – that, that game's going to be fun. That's where I'm going to be at. Uh, we'll talk about next week here in a minute. But Cheatham's got a chance to win a few ball games here at the end of the year. Um, and then Sycamore, that's the game I was at. They lost 35-14. to 14. And uh, uh, quite frankly, I it, it was a pretty sloppy game. Um, I – I believe Coach Harrison is is definitely the right dude for that job, but it's it's taken him some time to start building the culture that he wants there at Sycamore, and and he's not done yet, obviously. Um, but uh, those kids, they go out there and they play they played really hard. Uh, the, the problem was sometimes they played too hard. Uh, a few mistakes here and there. Um, they got beat up uh, in, in the you know in, in the middle in the trenches. Uh, Stewart County, then um, you have to forgive me. I don't know the roster off the top of their head. Uh, they got some kid wearing twenty one playing quarterback, and I mean it. It looked like the Derrick Henry offense from Uly High School on those YouTube highlight videos. He was just taking the ball out of shotgun and running it straight up the middle every time. They ran a few options here and there, which you know usually went for a few yards, especially the jet sweeps in front of them. But uh, Stewart County's offense, I mean it. It, it was running pretty good. Uh, Sycamore, especially up the middle, it didn't really have a lot to offer. Uh, but I, I think the War Eagles are improving. Uh, and, he, and and Coach Harrison told me last week that that was the first time they had had everybody available off the COVID list, although some of them are now going on the injury list, which sucks. I mean, you know, for lack of a better term, I mean, it's just really bad for those kids because I know they're working hard. They're trying hard. You could see the – excitement in their eyes before the season started and now it's it's maybe not as enthusiastic as it was then um but i think that's going to be one thing that coach harrison keeps an eye on and, and really uh pushes here you know uh, with the end of the season with the, the back stretch of the season coming up uh now here's uh, you know of course creekwood had a buy uh they've got green bar coming up but here's here's the goofy thing uh uh dixon county and and if if you haven't read the article or, uh, you know, if, if you don't really know what was going on, Dixon County was supposed to travel to Laverne last Friday. And it was made aware around noon Friday that Laverne had not contacted uh, the TWSAA or the Officials Association or whatever for officials. Um, that was from an email from Matthew Gillespie, uh, who works for TWSLA. I got I got from him. That was what he told me. Uh, let's see. I'm tra- actually trying to bring it up right now. I'm gonna, let's see. Laverne did n- did not check to see if they had officials until lunchtime today. That would have been last Friday. There were no officials left in the Middle Tennessee area, and it was too late to get any from outside Tennessee. And then he talks about the the makeup game. They they are they have decided to make it up. They're going to play this Friday, uh, but they just didn't get officials in time, which is really wild. I mean, it, I, I now I've only been doing this for a few years. I, I've only it probably when did I start? I can't even remember. It's been probably four years now that I've been doing this, uh, working for the Dixon Post and, and Cheatham Exchange and Main Street Media. Now, of course, I've never seen this. Uh, I'm not a veteran though, uh, but I've had, 
I had a few people reach out to me that have been doing this for a long time, and they all told me, including one coach from a different program, he said that in 32 years of coaching, he's never seen this. So um, definitely uh, definitely a wild circumstance. Um, there were there were some rumors swirling Friday. I'm not going to get into them. I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus. But why this game didn't get played and why officials weren't reached out to um, – and and it just it, it really there for a whole minute really got ugly, especially on the Dixon side of it, because there were some people that were very upset, and, and it may have been an honest mistake. I'm I'm not saying that it wasn't that, um, but I think Dixon. And here's the deal: if you've been watching Dixon football, they haven't won a game in a long time, in a very very long time, not since McGavick 2019, I believe, and they really wanted to play this game. They, I, I believe Dixon felt like they were going to go down there and beat Laverne. And, and when I say beat, I don't mean just have more points than them at the end of the game. I really feel like Dixon, the coaching staff, the players, some of the fans surrounding the program, I think a lot of people knew this was going to be an opportunity for the Cougars to really lay it on somebody and get in the, get in the win column. And when that was taken away, they were pretty upset. Uh, I heard a few people that were pretty upset. Um, and people that had have nothing to do with the program. Um, Coach, obviously, Coach was not happy. I mean, he, he was disappointed because he thought his seniors were going to lose a game. But, uh, I, you know, cooler heads prevailed. Everybody kind of, you know, a voice of reason popped up, and they decided uh, both teams got an off week next Friday. Why don't they just play next Friday? So um, Dixon's going to travel out to Laverne next Friday. Uh, let's hope to the good Lord above they've got officials. <laughs> Um, I mean, just a wild, a wild, uh, kind of bizarre moment. Uh, it's actually, I, I don't want to say it's cool from my end. Cause it, you know, there's a, you know, there was a possibility there for a time that they weren't going to get the game in, which would have just absolutely been awful for, for some of those kids. But, um, I, I don't want to say it was cool, but I mean, this, this whole thing is really a, a kind of a, like I said, bizarre moment that, um, I mean, I, I'll remember this for quite a long time. It's just, and it's not like I said, it's not a huge deal. They're going to get the game in, but just just a wild series of events that um, took place Friday. And I, from my perspective, it was really, really weird. Uh, I, I was just, I'm pretty sure I was at home. Uh, it was before I left out last Friday to go to the Sycamore Stewart County game, and uh, I, I start getting. Uh, I, I got a message and then a Twitter notification. You know, the game's been canceled, whatever. I reach out to Coach. I reach out to my editor. My editor reaches back out to me. We're saying the same things to each other. Excuse me. And then uh, I, I've got another editor, uh, Donovan Stewart. Some of you know. He calls me 10 minutes later, and uh, Donovan calls me. He says, man, I, I just got a text that says, Creekwood, uh, or excuse me, Dixon's game has been uh, canceled. And I said, "Yeah, man, I'm I'm on it right now. I'm trying to figure out what's going on." And it, you know, just just the really the the confusing conversations back and forth between people that I had from my perspective, it, it was really uh, it kind of made you feel like a you know like an important journalist on like an election night or something. You, you know, you really had no idea what was going on, and it was. Uh, kind of cool there for a second. I, I, like I said, I hate to use that word, but uh, definitely a new moment for me. Um, uh, but like I said, thank goodness they got this game rescheduled because um, 
like I said, I, th- I think Dixon plans on going down there and just whooping some tail because they ain't been able to do it in a long time. And and listen, I, I don't know much about Laverne. If you look at their schedule and you look, you know, at some of the games they've lost, they're one in five this year, I believe, with uh, the only win coming as a forfeit against uh, Antioch. So uh, I think Dixon really felt like they could win this game. Uh, so I, I obviously they still feel like they can win this game. They're ready to go down there and play. Um. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna be looking forward to that, and, and that's gonna be, uh, I guess I'm just gonna go ahead and transition into the next subject. It's gonna be next week's football, upcoming football. Um, Dixon's gonna travel to Laverne. I just told y'all most most about everything I know about them. I, I don't really know a lot, uh, but Laverne is one in five. Uh, they've had a rough start to the season. Um, I, I believe I believe Dixon will win the game because uh, they're gonna go down there confident and mad, and I don't really think I want to play anybody. Uh, when they're confident and mad. So, uh, what else? What else we've got on the slate? The game. Uh, let's see. Creekwood is at Greenbrier after the week off. Uh, Creekwood. They've lost five in a row, I believe, six in a row, something like that. They're, I mean, they're uh, one in five. I want to say. Yeah, they're they're one in. No, they're not. I can't keep up with my own math. They may be one in six. Uh, either way, they're going to be playing at uh, Greenbrier. They've only, they only got one win this year. It's been a down uh, down year, uh, definitely, for Creekwood. Um, but Greenbrier lost last week to, uh, excuse me, two weeks ago to Montgomery Central. Um, no, that was last week. They lost 12-6 to to Montgomery Central. Uh, Creekwood lost 14-7 to so uh, to that same team, excuse me. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think Creekwood and Greenbrier are going to be kind of evenly matched. I'm looking forward to seeing if, if Creekwood can um, get back into the win column. I, I think it's important for them and some, you know, the confidence going forward. If they can have some good games here at the end of the season, uh, they've got a young squad that, I, you know, looks like next year when they return, they're, they're going to have quite a bit of talent. So, um Maybe this year you're you're not going to win it all, and, and sometimes you got to pack it up a little bit early. Um, but I think some of these young kids still have a lot of things they can work on. Coach Steele can create some momentum going into next year, and we all know they're going to need momentum because uh, Marshall County and Pearl Cone and oh god, what's the Tullahoma? They're not going nowhere. They're going to be on the schedule, uh, so those games are going to be. Uh, those games are always going to be tough. It don't matter how good or bad either one of those teams are. Um, if you're Creekwood, you're, you're playing powerhouse programs in, in those three schools at least, and it's it's just going to be tough to go and and win, no matter how good or bad they are. So uh, hopefully Creekwood here at the end of the year. Um, if you're a Creekwood fan, you're really looking to see them, you know, uh, put some things together and, and, and show some signs going into next year. I believe they can do that. Uh, got some young kids, a little bit inexperienced, but uh, this is when they can get that experience, and and it'll I think it'll pay dividends dividends excuse me down the road. Now, uh, the game I'll be at, uh, I'm going to catch Sycamore again this week uh, because they're traveling down the road to Ashland City from Pleasant View to Ashland City. I believe it's seven point eight miles or maybe eight point two miles. It's it's right around that from Sycamore to Cheatham County Central High School. Uh, it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be a really fun game. Uh, I, I think Sycamore's offense, if if they can, if they can, it depends on what defense shows up for Cheatham. I, I have no idea what's going to happen. Uh, I, I want to see a really good football game, though. Uh, I don't want to see either team get trounced by the other. 
Um, Sycamore has had a rough season. Like I said, they're they're zero and seven. Uh, Cheatham's been playing here, you know, pretty good here lately. If I had to guess, I, I, I mean, I tell you right now, I think Cheatham's gonna win with these in county games. Man, you never know what's gonna happen. These kids, they know each other. They grow up. I've said this probably. 15 times already on on each of the other podcasts because you do have a lot of games where they play each other and 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 I've I've said this before, um, but these these games are unpredictable. I'll be there. I'm excited to see uh, how much better Cheatham is than, than I saw earlier in the year. Uh, last time I seen them, I think I've seen them play twice this year, and, and both times they um, they hadn't really hit their stride yet. Uh, so this week I'm I'm really excited to see uh, how good they look against Sycamore. I would have loved to have seen them play against White House Heritage last week. Uh, I know Coach is proud of them. Um, Allison Varnell, the uh, athletic trainer, she's actually the one I, I message her after the game on on Facebook every every week because I'm asking her like, hey, you know what, what's the score out there? Because uh, we don't always have an, a, a reporter at every game, and, and she'll send me back the score. She's a huge help. Um, but you know, she she thought her team played really well. Uh, I saw some Facebook comments of some parents that were proud of the defense, the way they played, and and so I mean, you know, it's definitely some good vibes around the Cheatham County team. So I, I'm excited to see how those kids come out and play uh, next Friday. Now Harpeth, uh, they've got another tough test. Uh, they're on the road at Watertown. Um, Watertown is four and three on the year. Uh, last week they defeated East Robertson. 42 to 8 or 40 to 8 or something like that. And and Harpeth lost to uh, East Robertson earlier in the year. Uh, but but Harpeth has turned a corner. Uh, I believe Watertown's going to win this game. And, you know, Harpeth is, is – I think they've really turned a corner. I, I think their offense is is pretty exciting. I mean, you see some of the points they're putting up. If Penrod's healthy and he's at quarterback, he allows Landon Perry, who, who plays a lot. It, it, he, Landon Perry is the quarterback when – Penrod isn't there, and, but I think Penrod's a better quarterback, and I think Perry, I think he's a better athlete to get out in space and get him the ball. Uh, excuse me, between Landon Perry and Jaden Petty and Cam Summers, they've got some receiving options. That offensive line up there, Harpeth only has three seniors. One's the running back, and two of them are on the offensive line. So, uh, and, and Lionel Marker's been huge at running back. For for Harpeth, I, I think he's he's played his tail off this year. Um, I, I, the, their offense, like I said, it's really I think it's really starting to click. Especially if Penrod can be healthy, maybe they'll go to Watertown. You know, maybe they'll maybe they'll shock somebody and and come back with a win. Uh, if I had to take a team, I'd take Watertown. There's a really strong squad right now. Um, but I, I do believe that Harpeth uh, Harpeth can keep keep this a close game. Now. Uh, is that it for football? Yep, that is. That, that's it for football. So next week, uh, big week coming up. Man, it's already week eight, guys. I mean, you know, I, football season up and leaving. I hate that too. It's only here for a short time, but it's a fun time while it's here. Uh, but we, we've got a bunch of other stuff going on. Um, we've got Dixon Golfers. Uh, at state, that was that was one thing I, I really wanted to talk to, or excuse me, talk about uh, coming up right here. Um, let's see, I've got some of the scores. Cameron Takersley is even through four. Jackson Harrington is even through two. Bo Kerr is one under through five. Maddox Franklin is four over. 
and Gracie Harrington is two over through four. So Dixon's playing well. They've they've got a real chance with Tankers Lee and Harrington, Jackson Harrington, two of the best golfers in the state. Those guys do nothing but compete all year long against each other, and I think that really helps them when they get to the moment like this. Stay updated with us on that, uh, on uh, CVP501. That's my Twitter. Uh, follow Dixon Post, uh, whatever you can, because I'm going to try and push out as much info on all this coming up, because uh, that's not that's not the only thing coming up. So we've, we've got Dixon Volleyball, the 14 AAA District Tournament. That's Tuesday night. Creekwood in their 12 AA District Tournament, also Tuesday night. And then Dixon Soccer, their senior night, is on Tuesday night. So, plenty going on. Harpeth Volleyball, actually, they played Monday night. Uh, they were runners-up in, in, in the district. Uh, they lost to Hickman County uh, in, in the finals. And those two teams have kind of uh, fought back and forth all year long. Uh, so, that's kind of no surprise there. And Sycamore, uh, some of their, the, their playoffs are coming up either this week or I believe it's next week. Excuse me, next week. Um, but they have to play their final regular season game, which I believe is Thursday. They have to play their final regular season game at Fairview, I want to say. And now earlier in the year, Fairview came to Sycamore and Fairview lost 4-1. to one. So Sycamore holds the tiebreaker as we speak. But if Sycamore goes to Fairview Thursday and Fairview wins 5-1, to one, if they win by more than the amount of goals that Sycamore won by, which I think is a crazy way for tiebreakers, um, but if they won by more than the goals that Sycamore won by, uh, then they will actually host the district tournament the week after. Um, so a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff all over the place. Um, I was at the Cheatham and, uh, Sycamore soccer game last week. I think that was Thursday night. Um, that was actually a really, really good game. Uh, Sycamore was down a few people. Uh, they've got injuries, uh, and that's, but they should, they should be healthy, uh, playing, uh, Fairview this week. So, um, Sycamore fans, don't worry. Uh, I, I believe they got most of their girls coming back. Uh, the ones that, that weren't there last week against Cheatham should be ready to go this week against Fairview, which, to be quite honest, I believe is the more important game as far as records-wise. Um, but uh, Crystal Mondragon and who scored? The, uh, Mallory Douglas. Uh, th- those two girls from Cheatham scored the, scored the only two goals of the game. Uh, Cheatham kept them out of the net all night long. Lady Cubs are looking uh, looking very uh, – they're looking like a well-oiled machine right, right now. As far as – as a team out there, they were able to really uh, force the ball up to, to Crystal Mondragon. I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly. Um, but they, they get the ball up to her, and, and she's she's very quick. She gets through the defenders, and uh, she, she scored one goal, only a sophomore, so she's going to keep scoring a lot of goals. Um but, but Cheatham looks really strong with the uh, playoffs coming up. Now, one more thing, and then I'm done. Uh, this, this, isn't, this isn't high school sports, but I feel like it needs to be talked about. Um, Dixon Middle has – Dixon County – or Dixon Middle School has an athlete named Sarah Potter, and she is Usain Bolt from middle school cross country. All she does is win. She beats everybody, all comers. It don't matter. She don't care. She wins. That's all she ever does. She won another state championship. I think it's her third in three years at Dixon Middle. Uh, the most decorated middle school athlete I've ever seen in my life. Um, 
whatever you think you're good at, she's better at what she does than you are at what you do. Just, I mean, I just go ahead and give it up. She, she, she destroys every opponent she walks up to. She's absolutely amazing. She deserves a lot of credit. She is really a fantastic athlete. Um, I know coach Eric Hickerson is extremely excited to have her, uh, at the high school coming up next year. Um, but if, if you don't know about Sarah Potter, uh, we're, we're going to have an article about her in, in next week's paper. We've already had quite a few articles about her in, in past papers. Uh, I remember writing up an article on our older sister who uh, went to college uh, for cross country. It, so it runs in the family. Uh, check, check, you have to check out some information on Sarah Potter. She's, she's nuts. She, she is so much better than as far as when it comes to, the, to middle school sports, because you know, most of the time, especially where I'm from middle school sports, you know, it's kind of just the gateway to high school sports. And usually, you know, you'll see a couple kids that start to show off a little bit of talent here and there. And you're like, Hey, those kids are going to be good one day. No, she's already good. Now she's already better than everybody else around her now. Uh, so, um, really excited to see what she can do in high school. Uh, congratulations to her, Sarah Potter. She's, uh, she's amazing. So, um, that's all I've got. Thanks for checking out. This is episode eight of the post exchange podcast. You would think after seven or eight episodes, I'd be getting better. I don't know if I am. You let me know, uh, on Twitter, CBP five, one got anything you want to tell me, uh, you got something else you want me to bring up. Maybe I'm not bringing up, not thinking of, uh, go ahead and hit me up. Let me know. And, um, thank y'all and have a wonderful evening. You've been listening to the post exchange podcast your source for high school sports in Dixon and Cheatham counties with your host, Casey Patrick. For more on high school sports in Middle Tennessee, visit MainStreetPreps.com.